Okay. Are you ready? <clears throat> I'm always ready. All right. Three, two, one. You're listening to the Rough and Tumble podcast. So this episode is just a little bit weird to record because it comes out in two weeks and we're basically <coughs> traveling into the future is basically what's happening. We've been talking about time travel, so it works out yeah. pretty good. It's a little bit more echoey today. It is a bit echoey today. Yeah. Oh, well, we need to, we really need to get in here and treat this room for our listeners so that they don't, <clears throat> they don't drop us like, like a friggin' hot rock. Um, so this, uh, this episode we have Felipe Trovo on, um, he came into my gym and, uh, taught a seminar and then, uh, I forced him to come in and do the podcast and let me interview him a little bit. And I hope everybody likes it. Did you, you listen to it? Mitch <clears throat> wasn't did. here for it, but, um, he got to listen to it before everybody else. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, and we were talking about before, you know, cause Obviously, Felipe's got a really strong Brazilian accent, and we were talking about how, you know, you've been around a bunch of Brazilians whenever I had no problem understanding a word that he was saying. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of funny, like, how easy it is for me now to understand a Brazilian accent, and then other people are like, dude, I have no idea what he's saying. Yeah, and I think it's because you pick up on, like, they all make the same mistakes. The same nuances. Yeah, the nuances. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say mistakes, but yeah, they, make the all, they still make all the same... Um, like language things and a lot of it you hear it in um spanish cultures too like instead of saying in they'll say on yeah so they're like you know uh go on go inside the house and you're mm-hmm. like, well it's but it's because i guess um you know in, in those languages there's no difference between those right you know? yeah i don't really i'm i was never able to learn a second language i was born in a different country mm-hmm. And grew up around uh, German, the German language a little bit, not like a lot, but um, and just could never pick up on it. I'm not one. You got to inoculate into it because um, I've been learning Spanish and Portuguese for see, I'm 36 now, so 36 years, um, and I still can't speak very well. I can read it really good. Like if if, if you write mm-hmm. it, I can read it perfectly. Like yeah, I'm, I am fluent in reading <clears throat> Spanish and portuguese for the most part unless i come across words that like i just don't know you yeah know, like i've never seen before but when it comes to having a conversation i can listen and know what they're talking about but when it's my turn to respond i just start talking in portuguese slash english i can i can speak a little bit and when i'm in brazil obviously i start mm-hmm. i get better for a little while and then it goes away um and i would say like i can speak really good jujitsu uh yeah portuguese but uh, that's about it. I think you know, it's it's surprisingly easy. When I spent about a week over there, and I put minimal effort into learning Portuguese, I'll start learning like I'll start doing the Duolingo like yeah. on the plane ride over there, <laughs> just to get a refresher. Yeah, and um, but it's surprising how quickly you start learning the language, being completely immersed and yep. like surrounded by. It. I mean, within a week. I start feeling like, you know, I can I can kind of get through my day in Portuguese mm-hmm. now. And, you know, and then, like, I'm willing to bet I haven't spent much longer than that. But over time, yeah, I could see it getting easier and easier. I know. I used to get upset because I feel like I'm a pretty intelligent person. And I've met some great Brazilians, not always the most intelligent. <laughs> and they've had, like, almost no problem becoming bilingual. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they start like, speaking English. Um Felipe, though, he's he's incredibly, he's very intelligent and mm-hmm. very, very nice. I mean, like one of the nicest athletes I've ever met. He's just uh, very, uh, dude, I mean, you, you'll see in the video, his his smile is just from one side of the room to the other. Like he's, he's just a happy dude. Um, and I was really happy to have him in. I think it's really cool for the podcast. And I don't, and I, I don't want to ruin the, the interview for anyone, but um, you know, I had questions because I did listen to it. 
Um, and so maybe me asking some of these questions might answer some questions for some of the listeners who are going to listen to right. it. But so when he was in Brazil, he was Novinho. Yeah, he was Novinho. Um, he trained under a guy named Andre. Uh, dude, I had it right on the podcast. You hear it on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, or in the in the interview. But uh, he, yeah, so he trained it under a guy there in Sao Paulo uh, for Novinho. And then uh, there was a yeah, he was talking about. He lost to uh, Felipe. Lost to Adam Wardinsky mm-hmm. um, at Worlds this year, and he lost. He lost Nogi Worlds this year to Adam Wardinsky, and I think he lost Gi Worlds. He lost another time to Adam Wardinsky, um, and that's who he was saying was like the guy that uh, was his toughest match mm-hmm. was Adam. Um, I mean, so I don't, I don't think everybody's gonna pick up on that whenever he says it. Yeah. Um... And so he switched to Gracie Baja when he came to America? I believe so, yeah. I okay. believe he, um, from what I understand, he he moved here with full intention to train at Hamulo Burrells. Okay. Um, which, um, we, we talk a little bit about it. Like, Hamulo is a little bit of a standout within an organization that kind of um, doesn't like standouts. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like... Uh, they they want your gym to look a certain way. They want you to dress a certain way and act a certain way, so on and so forth. Um, which again, I think is okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it because it works for some people. Um, for me, it doesn't. But the uh, yeah, he but Hamulo's always figured out a way to just kind of stand out amongst that group, and I've always really liked that. You know, it. one thing I always thought was, um, and, and this is not me talking bad about. Uh, GB or anything like that. I definitely don't want to talk bad about an organization right before we have a whole interview with it, <laughs> you know, um, and I'm not talking bad about it, but I know you guys talked a little bit about the geese. Yeah. Um, you know, having, cause Gracie Baja has a formula, you know, mm-hmm. you have a white gi and a blue gi. Um, everybody wears the same gi. You have to wear Gracie Baja stuff. Um, and one thing I always thought was interesting when I was coming up, cause I was Gracie Baja for about two years unintentionally and um when you buy their geese you know the ibgf only allows you to have patches in certain places and when you buy the the gracie baja geese there's a gracie baja patch in every spot that the ibgf would allow you to have a patch yeah so you couldn't wear other patches but then you would see guys like hajer and those guys wearing all these sponsor patches mm-hmm. and i'm like how that's not fair yeah like i can't i'm not allowed to do that because it breaks the IBGJF rules. And then you guys are taking GB patches off and putting other sponsorship patches in place of them. But I'm not allowed to do that. But I guess if you're Hydra Gracie or Homolo or whoever. It might be a, like a black belt thing too. You can't do that until you're a black belt. Maybe. Maybe. You know, I didn't um, read it in the handbook. But yeah. Um, and, and we talked a little bit about it. like, um, and, and we talked about it too in the, in the car ride here. Uh, and everything just how you know Gracie Baja kind of has a little bit of a uh, a bad rap in uh, the United States because of their uh, their uniformity and their you know their want and their and their drive to be a a uh, just kind of a, a unit you know like one unit and it's just like that works for people the same oh, way absolutely. that the military honestly had i got into a school like that um whenever i was a white belt i'd be a much different person mm-hmm. and it probably pro- probably be for the good i'd probably be much more responsible and like I a, did a better person like you know what I mean? I overall came to the gym like that i needed something like the military you know i eventually um <laughs> kind of rebelled and yeah. that's that's what i like about when i so when i talk about those things on the podcast I'm not talking about it from a perspective of, oh, I, I see it from other people. Like, I was in it. So yeah. I, I was involved. Um, I got I was in that, and then I was in both environments. I've been in the environment where it's very, you know, white geese only, only do this. This is how we do the technique. And if you do it any other way, you're wrong. Um, you do not cross train. All those things to the other flip side, which is wear whatever you want, train wherever you want, do whatever you want whatever you know and so i did like that felipe the way he explained um why he likes the gracie baja formula yeah i agreed with him and in fact while i was listening to it i was kind of imagining you know because i've got a couple things working this year 2020 career-wise 
if they fall through, then I will most likely be opening my gym up in probably 2021, right? Um, and That'll so, be uh, $300 for that advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it'll, it'll be in Cabot um, because that's where I live and that's where Rolly and I believe we would have a, a good impact. Uh, it's, Cabot's big enough to have more than one gym. Um, it was already proven when Willie McLaughlin had his gym and then I had my gym in the same vicinity. Mm-hmm. Um, you have like a shit-eating grin on your face. Oh, sorry. I was uh, like, we got a message on the Instagram at the same time that we're I was just making. I was making sure you didn't want to talk about it because you looked like you were waiting for me to stop so that you could. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No. I thought it was something really good. I, no, I don't care. No. Turns out it wasn't good at all. Honestly, I wasn't even listening. <laughs> I was going to pick up on it later. I zoned out to read that message real quick and I was going to kind of pick up on what you're saying well, later. It was, a, it was a movie that was like that and he just kept going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he's not listening. Anchorman, he goes, he goes, Ron Burgundy, are you listening? He goes, nope. <laughs> yeah, but you know, long story short, um, I liked the way that Felipe answered it because as I was listening to that, I was thinking about like, well, I'm gonna have to make that decision in about a year and a half on how I want to do that. Yeah, like, you know. And then you mentioned how uh, whenever your students, you guys were like had your your school geese and you're like man it looked fucking amazing it, like, does, it looks super yeah. clean you know mm-hmm. and so i'm kind of like and the way felipe said it he was just like he's like man you have some guy come in with pinky you know look unprofessional look like shit basically yeah and i'm like you know it he's not wrong it does yeah he's not wrong like when everybody's kind of wearing the uniform it looks clean mm-hmm. you know so i i give him that but i also don't like restricting my students to saying no you will do this i think where i've found the middle road is i've just always tried to and i've it's tough being a smaller gym we don't have enough money to buy like thousands mm-hmm. of geese or thousands of um i try to have the gear that i want on the mats available in my shop in my yeah. in my gym i don't discourage people from going to amazon and finding a cheaper option the only thing i tell them is like make sure it doesn't uh the dye doesn't run off of it yeah. on my mats and then i have to live with a big black streak down the middle of my mats for four years you know and the thing <clears> is is i find that when you leave people to their own devices they don't typically go too crazy no you know i mean even at west side you mostly just see white and black geese here's a good example i've got a um i've got a and this is an example of how reddit is a fucking nightmare um <laughs> I have a blue belt that I gave him a blue belt. When he got his blue belt, he found one online that he liked. It was this fucking crazy looking blue belt with this dragon on the side of it. And then the bar was green. Like it was like lime green. He really liked the belt. I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Like an arm bar is still an arm bar. And so when I posted uh, on Reddit, a video of us doing like a technique or whatever they lit us up about his belt like, and like, like dude who gives a fuck here's the here's the other thing about reddit in that BB, bjj one yeah it's all white belts yeah every one of them yeah like i had so i went on there as a black belt um and was kind of perusing and i remember somebody was referred to baron bolo as a basic guard oh yeah and i was yeah. like are you fucking insane yeah and he was arguing with me right like you, you've been doing jujitsu about as long as i've been shitting my pants you know like <laughs> which is not very long um and it's like just started last week. i just started last week you know <laughs> and uh and he's just like well uh it's pretty basic in my gym there, like, it's not you're you're fucking retarded if you think that's a basic yeah. fucking guard there's a uh, there's a guy, the guy that was commenting on uh, my loss to Kevin Williams was going on like, I've been doing bolo stuff for this long. I was like, who cares? Yeah, nobody, nobody. <laughs> you're on Reddit. But, and, uh, and you're exactly right. And it's always like these white belts are young blue belts. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, and maybe that's the military coming out of me where like I've earned a certain level of respect when you get to like the brown and black belt level. Like I've put in... I put in 12 fucking years. Like I'm I've I've torn biceps, fucked up my ribs. Like I've I've put enough time into this to earn a little bit of respect. Mm. And then when you go on the internet on Reddit, of course, what would you expect anyways on Reddit? But 
And then like you have these white belts talking shit to you. Yeah. And you're like, what the f- who the fuck are you? Right. Like you're going to quit when you get your blue belt anyway. So why yeah. are we even having this conversation? <laughs> it's a, yeah, Reddit's a dangerous it is. world in general. Um, anyways, back to this episode. I, I really enjoyed having him in. I think uh, his insight on all of it, like we were saying, he comes from a very uniform school. and uh, But he's still, one of the things that I loved about, one of the things I do love about him is he comes in um, to train. Like he does a seminar at my gym, but dude, he comes to my classes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he will do the class. He's not, he like, I mean, I could have a, I wasn't able to be there um, for most of the, for most of the time that he's been in because I've been doing this move. Um, but he's been in, in previous years and he'll come in and do the class. You what know brings what him to Arkansas? His, uh, his girlfriend is actually from Conway. Okay, I was um, wondering because it, he never really talked about that. You oh yeah, kind of the little our, our backstory. He uh, not the a couple years ago, he had come into the gym and uh, just walked in. He said that he called, and I don't remember talking to him. Right, I wouldn't <laughs> remember. To, I an think, accent. yeah, I think that he talked. He called another gym, <laughs> and then walked into my gym. And he said, uh, he, he said they were really nice to him on the phone. So he wanted to come <laughs> in. I was like, great. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, he told me, he's like, hey, man, uh, you know, I want to train. I didn't bring my gi or anything. I was like, oh, great. I mean, like, obviously you train. Where do you train at? And he said, Gracie Baja Northridge. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and he said, uh, I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Like, uh, you know, what rank are you? And I was like, please, like, say that you're, like, a please purple, purple. Please belt. Purple. Please say purple. Yeah, and he's like, black belt. I was like, oh, fuck. And this was, like, right when he got his black belt, too. And, uh, dude, he whooped the shit out of me in the nicest way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, like, since then we've been real good friends and um, kind of go back and forth talking jujitsu and stuff like that. And got to convince him to come in on the podcast that's awesome he said this was his first podcast so that's pretty cool that we were able to do that and what i think is cool too is believe me 2020 you're gonna see a lot of him i'm looking forward to he was all over um flow grappling in 2019 uh for uh training with keenan and Mm -hmm. uh beating him up a little bit and then he'd won. i mean just about everything aside from worlds um that he entered american nationals and blah 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 blah. uh he won and uh i think he's just like right there at the door now is is he just a full-time competitor or does mm-hmm. he yeah. instruct at homeless oh yeah so he does he does instruct the kids class okay okay yeah <clears throat> so uh anyways i think uh it's gonna be a really good episode and i think everybody's gonna like it i agree but uh let's I know go I ahead enjoyed it so let's go ahead and let that shit roll and let everybody listen to the interview. So. Enjoy the interview, guys. Yep. Peace out. You're listening to the Rough and Tumble Podcast. Five, Starting off 2020 the correct way. With uh, Felipe Trovo in the house. What's Hello, up, guys. Hey, Jordan. <laughs> What's up, man? Dude, I appreciate you coming in. This is really awesome. Um, we've had like this string of uh, up and comers all uh, as each one of our guests. Like we had, I was telling you, Bryce came on the show. Um, and then right after that, he hit the second twister ever to be done in the UFC. And then we had uh, a UFC contender winner, TJ Brown, who's like, he's about to skyrocket, skyrocket in the UFC. And then uh, Felipe Trovo, who's had a phenomenal year, has won uh, like literally everything there is to win this year. And uh, has just like, this has been really your breakout year. That's, I told you that's one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you on. So I appreciate it. This is really cool. Thank you guys. Nah, this year like look like so much better for me because yeah. man, like my first year the black belt like sucks, <laughs> man. I don't know if you remember yours, but like mine, very bad. And like I didn't give up, you know, go everyday train. And my second year, like I try like do something all different, like 
literally like try doing something crazy you know like see i don't know more do you know i did man like change like all my training everything and like now like i could won the company the grace bar one can bring me the flight ticket to go now to europeans yeah you, when did you find out about that did you find out about that today Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just today, uh, Felipe found out he won a uh, a contest within Gracie Baja. Is no, 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 I won that three months ago. Oh, you okay, you won it three months ago. Okay, I thought you just found out about it today. No, no, no. I'm just saying because I go like in January, guys. Check it out. <laughs> okay, yeah, so Felipe's about to go to Europeans. Uh, the 20, what did you say the date was? I don't even know. We're going to start like January 20 until 27. Okay, John, January 20th to the 27th, Felipe will be competing in... Uh, the Europeans, which is, uh, for those that don't know, like that's, that's the next biggest from worlds. Um, and that's a, that's, this is a good timing for you too. Good timing. Like start the year in the good competition, you know, and I never fought like Europeans before. Like mm -hmm. it's good feeling, you know, like I feel good too. train a lot and to train a few guys to help yeah. me. To we go tried. sharp. We attempted to, but I don't think it was going so well for most of us. <laughs> Felipe is uh, is on another level. There's definitely you can tell that uh, just that that different level of competition. You're, I mean, you're there, man. Like, I can't wait to see what you're gonna do in 2020. That's gonna be awesome. And Europeans being in January, starting the year off, that's gonna be huge. That's gonna, I'm really excited. So, um, I told you one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you on was because you lost, um, last year we had like, we kind of, one of our missions is kind of like to lower that glass ceiling and kind of like, uh, or I guess break through that glass ceiling and kind of show like not everybody's perfect. And some, sometimes like sometimes shit's tough, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's not easy. And like, you've got to make that decision on, you're either going to not be that person or you're going to step up and do the you know, and do what you need to do in order to make the progress, do what you know you need to do, mm -hmm. which is just train. And uh, that's obviously what you've done. Yeah, and I try like, I noticed too, like for some competitions, my guard too. Mm -hmm. Like I feel my guard was like, to open like i ask like home hope home helped me a lot with that like to and to kind of like create a guard you know like before i was to get too much use like i just try submissions now like i kind of create a guard like to try sweep you know like more strategy too yeah this so is like make i think like change my game to this second year in the black belt like make me like go more far you know like I'm feeling like until my opponents like tell me like too, like I'm still like growing a lot. Like my career started like bad, like and now, like now showing the people, now I hit the podiums now, got third place in the world, like lose just by advantage. Yeah, that's uh, in, in some controversial uh, losses, but the, the, the third uh in no gi worlds this year at black belt did you get absolute as well third no i almost i lose okay. by the vault okay. in the, my quarterfinals for one advantage too. yeah yeah okay um so third in your weight class and then almost got uh that bronze in absolute but you keep climbing 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 that ladder each time that's that's so awesome and like that's an important process to for people i think to see is like um there's so much light on those people that like black belt and they win everything and or even the people that don't you forget that there was this process that they had to go through to get there um i don't know if you're familiar with felipe costa do you know who that is no um he had won i mean i don't know him but i've heard of his story and one of the things that i have liked about him is it he's always been open that he's never won a major tournament until he was black belt and like that's like that's kind of unheard of you know like those people that anyway he, he i think he's a world champion now at black belt but he'd never won a, a major title until that point and that's like an important process i think for people to see it's not magic you don't yeah you don't that's true like the people like think like look in the pictures like see if nice cars like see you like we never think like they think like it's magic it's like you train okay but nobody see the whole process like every single day wake up early like training drills right. yeah and it's and it's it's just that that's i mean there's no secret like wake up do your work that's all you got to do um and that's that's like what i was telling you we're 
we're trying to shine light on those kind of of people those kind of characters that have had to like pay their dues and and see that that's so i'm i'm so happy for you to be able to to get to that point so you came into town and did um a seminar uh at my gym yeah and uh you beat everybody up and no, i appreciate no, no. that <laughs> and uh but the way that we met too um felipe just walked into the gym and i didn't know who he was <laughs> um and it's slowly my you could probably read it on my face how uh how terrified i got more and more felipe came in i was like oh hey what's up man and he's like hey i want to train okay cool where do you train at he goes oh hami little barrels in gracie baja northridge i was like oh cool man <laughs> what belt are you and he's like black belt i was like oh shit <laughs> and uh yeah and it, i paid for it that was a i mean like it, your mount i've always like your mount your full mount is just unstoppable i've never felt anybody's full mount like yours is there is that do you consider that one of your pieces of your game yeah it's like the mount because like the goal like on the mount i try to do is like pin the guy for like they they don't escape for like suffocate him i think like this bring like this space for the guy like and when i can like go to the swimming because like i they always try making mistakes yes yeah. because like making the guy uncomfortable mm -hmm. and one of the reasons i learned that for be real like homo when homo mounts on you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know it <laughs> you know like it's gonna be choke arm bar like oh he go to your back you know like it's annoying like and i started to realize that the mount was really important i was losing a lot Mm -hmm. I like I started like study his game he gave him like some tips too and now like it's like kind of my strong game before I was like Marky Moore but now the mount is like my main goal that's your main goal like yeah. if you see my fights in American Nationals like all my matches are like I pass mount and tap yeah yeah and uh that yeah that was what exactly what I pointed out whenever we had rolled as I noticed like Dude, and I've never been a person that I don't really respect the mount as much as I should as an as an offensive place for me to go because mm -hmm. um, I'm not good at controlling it. Um, I'm I'm much more. I want to take your back. I feel like the back is way easier to submit from. For me, it's the opposite. You believe that? Like I That's go crazy. to the back, like I don't feel good. Yeah, I don't feel good. My my best back when I got guys to like in the crucifix for me. Yeah, <laughs> my like back, like you know, because that's a, I've noticed that's another big part of your game is the crucifix. Because like it's very connected to the Kimura, you know. Like I find one week I can control the back if you have to be on the back, you know. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I feel in the back, like I don't know. I feel like I give too much space for the guys. I know like this is my fault. I have to train more, but I try like change my game for that, you know, like put one thing different, you know. Yeah. And not always need to tap the guy on the back. See, and people are so good at like uh defending some of those positions too that it's it's tough to like now when i get to the back it used to be when i get to the back i could bow and arrow and choke everybody because nobody expected that around i guess around here nobody expected <laughs> that but then like uh you know it's gotten to where people are really really good at defending that back position and it's so much more difficult to to submit from there i gotta find something new yeah. <laughs> i gotta start playing with the mount position um so what's it um well, I've always really liked Tommy Lowe because he he seems to stand out from the crowd. And um, even within uh, Gracie Baja, which um, <clears throat> with the, the way that it's ran, they they uh, it's hard to stand out from the crowd sometimes. And especially like with with the way that he runs it, um, I've always really re respected that. And it seems like he's truly friends with everybody that he trains with. He's not that that God level tier. He's. He's just one of the bros hanging out on the mats. And that's, am I correct in that assumption that he's, that's how he is? That's true. Like he tried to put like the best environment to the gym, you know? Yeah. For sure. They want to, he want to compare stuff. Like he wanted that. Right. Of but course. at the same time, he wanted like the best environment. Him and Jason too, like the other on the gym okay, too. Yeah. They create this, like you go there, you feel like your house. They, they feel in there, like it's your family. Yeah. They be part of you, you know? So like everyone try help each other, you know, have like this kind of, I, I'm better than you. I have ego, you know, mm -hmm. everyone's the same. Yeah. Everyone's the same. And they just want to do jujitsu. They just want to pull hard. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And that's what, um, Felipe's brought 
into the gym whenever he's coming too. And I've always, you know, like really, really, really like Yeah, that. you comment like about when I go crazy or gym, like did you say a lot? <laughs> was like that like, because like I want I'm like a deep on jujitsu. Like yeah. I cannot like stop training and I know like if one day I wanna be world champion, like world champion never rest. <laughs> I like, I look in the internet, like gyms, gyms, <laughs> gyms. I like, I look Gravitas, I say, interesting. Like, <laughs> I go, I call you first because like, I don't have the gi and like, and now like some gyms like have the, the thing of the gi, you know, like you cannot train if the, right, the yeah. gi is different than the other, the, the other teams, patch. Like for this guy call you and I show up there and like, but was the best feeling like, because every time you go to one different gym than yours, your house, like you don't know, like a hundred percent of the gyms gonna have like this, have a hundred percent of the gyms. I was like 10% of the gyms is gonna treat you bad, you know? Mm-hmm. If you go from the other gym, just visit, you know? But the other 90% like gonna bring like good energy like yours. Like I went there, when I stepped there, I talked to Johnny, like, man, like was awesome. Like the guys, like the environment, you know, like you feel, you feel the energy, you know, I believe this thing of energy, like I think the energy there was like amazing, like it's the same feeling I was in the homeless gym, you know? Right. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. The, um, the, the energy that I think that we create in the gym is, is extremely important. I agree with you. Like, um, we can't, we can't train safely if we don't trust the people around us and we can't trust the people around us if we're not open and and create a a fun safe training environment so um i think that's yeah that's exactly what i want to build with my gym so i'm i'm glad and i like i appreciate that about you as you come in and you train you come into my classes which is um that's unheard of i mean like you don't that's one thing that i've always tried to push people to do like if you're going to teach a seminar at my gym how am i going to get people to come to the gym and and do your seminar if they don't know who you are if they've never met you like you could be a total douche you know like i don't want to go and pay for that guy's seminar i've never met him and he's just a jerk but then you come into the gym and you roll with everybody you train with everybody and then you teach a seminar and i think that pays off for you um so i think that's very smart and it's i don't see people doing that yeah like i think it's nice like because what like the same like you said like i wanna the people know me you know like right. don't think like i'm like just go and just get the money you know i wanna like pass what i learned from jiu-jitsu you know like i wanna you have the same happiness i have with jiu-jitsu i wanna pass that for you yeah not just the jiu-jitsu you know for this guy try to do that role with everyone like no you know like and like every time you learn with one different person you learn one different game you know and mm-hmm. like you you get friendship with other person you can like help you one day you know i right. think like that and then you get to be on a podcast and it just throws you into the stratosphere you're gonna blow up 2020 is gonna be your year because of this moment right here this podcast <laughs> for sure i always bring good luck you know like how the guys here like go like this i'm gonna be in this bond you know yeah <laughs> now this is this is just giving you rocket boosters for 2020 um another thing that we talked about was that you had switched uh gyms mm-hmm. um and we have we actually have a couple of listeners that have like talked to us about um, they've considered switching gyms and they don't know what to do. They don't um, you know, they don't like the people that they're under. They don't know if they can train here, or train there, do this and that. Um, I would just like to hear like a little bit of your advice, your insight on how you've navigated that because it you've done it neutrally from what i understand like and you're still able to train at both places correct correct yeah because like my professor the my first one andrea shirubira he always like was really good with me you know like i have a, like all my respect of him he gave him my black belt too you know like i like he helped me a lot like I'm still here because uh, because of him too, you know, like he like... He gave you that foundation. Yes, yeah. you know, like Komolo for sure, like build me like very good, make me very tough, but him too, you know? And this thing, like they trained the both gyms because like I just left there because 
there's like no was one place I couldn't grow more you know my jiu-jitsu was mm -hmm. more big than the place no one was big than his jiu-jitsu but like the guys there not have competition you know like they have like multiple jobs you know you didn't know? have the training partners to yeah, exactly. put you into that next tier yeah I for this guy try reach home you know like I just asked for him the opportunity you know because I just need that opportunity to train more like learning more and like for be better because there, I, I noticed, like, I couldn't learn. For this guy, I talked to my professor, Andre. Mm -hmm. Say, man, like, nothing against you at all. Like, I explained myself first. And I was, like, rude. Like, say, like, goodbye. You were just honest about the situation. Yeah, yeah. like, I say, man, I want to... My dream is, like, be world champion black belt. I think not you, but, like, here I can't, you know? Mm -hmm. I For this, I reach home, like, I never think sit up. And a humble one, too, like... He gave him like support, say, man, perfect. You have to do that. Like, for this kid, home likes me so much because I didn't left my gym like with the bad, bad terms. Yes, right. like I explained for each side, you know. Mm -hmm. And and be part of the Gracie Ba team, like bring me a lot of good things. Like I really don't know, didn't know Gracie Ba at all, but like Gracie Ba is like amazing team too. Yeah, um, yeah, and in the. I, I appreciate that that it, that insight. Just it's like it's important for people to understand that like you know these what? these tough situations just require honesty most of the time. Another thing too, not because we start in the first gym, we obligation stay there forever. Mm -hmm. Like you have to like go in the other gyms too for you check it out. Like which style you like, you know. It's like the same for you go to school. You know, like science, like math, like that. It's the same thing. You go to a gym, like they they have like one approach, other gym, other approach. You know, you have to find out which approach bring good things for you, mm -hmm. because it's not like every gym you're gonna start is gonna be the best or it's gonna be the good ones. Right. For this, is like it's good. Like you see first and go to you think is the better. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Try out different places. There's. I mean. There's a reason that, like, each gym should have some kind of trial period. For a purpose, to see if you like it. If you don't like it, then don't sign up there. Go somewhere else. Or if you find out later on that you don't like that place, you know, go somewhere else. <laughs> um, but it's, it's like it's all about what makes the individual happy, what makes you happy. And if you're not happy, then you're not going Able to be able to do nothing. You know, yeah. like you don't work good. You everything you does, like if you want to happy, nothing's gonna be nice. You're never gonna be one thing great. Right. Absolutely. I believe that, you know, you have to be happy what you do. Mm -hmm. Tell me, uh, who who do you think is your most, uh, what was your toughest match of 2019? Who do you think was your toughest match? Was my semifinal with Adam. Like, Adam, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not like, he's good, man. But I feel like I need one more fight, you know. Yeah. I know I lose two times for him. The first one bad in Panams. Mm -hmm. This one by advantage, but now I think I can beat him for sure. I know now he's a really tough guy. I was like excited, mad for me with him because like was really even. And I feel like I, I, I know how to beat him now. You know how to crack the code. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that. Like that, that feeling of, uh, you're just right there. You know it. You're, yes. you're like, oh, and he knows it too. He knows it too. Um, but I think, you think he's going to be at Europeans this year? Yes, but he's going to be in the heavyweight. Oh, he's going to be in the heavyweight. Yeah, the you he compete light heavyweight. No, I compete heavyweight, but because I didn't control my diet, like, I <laughs> after no good words, and I can't now make, like, heavy, you know? Like, I'm too heavy. I'm going to fight super heavy. So, are you telling me you need to put on more weight? No, I, no, I usually, like, fight heavy. Right, yeah. but right now... Why now I'm, I'm like up. Right. So you signed up for super heavy. Super heavy. Right. And I have to keep my weight because I oh, cannot you have to keep like, it. Okay. Yeah. You can't go up because I said there's there's a really good buffet down the road. <laughs> 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 we can go there. Uh, okay. So you're going to be competing at super heavy and he's at heavy. Super heavy. Okay. Yeah. They, they, have, they have a bracket. The Europeans is too like nice. Yeah. Who, so who all do you have in your bracket? My bracket have Patrick Gaudio, me, and one more guy. I don't okay. remember the name. Patrick Gaudio. Have you competed against Gaudio before? Never, but like, since one good match, you know, like, he's a real tough guy, and like, it's nice. I wish like, I want to fight with him. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big match. That's Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, like, he's tough, man. And like, the best thing would be tough guys. Mm -hmm. So what do you, um, 
what do you what do you think your 2020 goals are um outside of uh, the obvious winning the worlds and all of that stuff but as far as like with your personal growth in jujitsu, your personal growth because you coach too, right? You coach uh-huh. the kids' classes. Is that correct? The kids' class or just white? Yeah, belt? the kids', kids classes class? and the no gi in the night. Too. Okay, so um, give me your give me your goals for for coaching. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. Man, like coaching, like oh, really? Like brings me good energy. Like have very tough guys on our gym. Like have one one kid, nine years old. He already fight MMA. Oh, wow. Punch man. in the face. Hell, <laughs> I'm not joking at all. That's crazy. Max, man. Like, this kid's gonna be, like, the best. Like, my goal, like, I always try help them the most and, like, to try teach them. Like, sometimes they don't listen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and we try, we try, we try. My goal is, like, have a little bit more patience to put, try to keep going in the head, you know? Yeah. Sometimes they don't listen, like, they need them, but they don't listen. But they're still doing very good. Mm-hmm. This kid, I swear, you have to look after in his Instagram. Sure. He won't ever think, the kid, in 2019. What's his name? Max. Max. Okay. I like his like Instagram name is like Max Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to me and I'll share it through our through our Instagram and stuff so people can look at him and man, this kid's like gonna be the tough. Like if he get out the, the, from our gym until like he's be like teenager, he's gonna be very tough. Yeah. Beat everyone. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that'll be awesome to be a part of too, coaching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So who's your who's this, oh, this isn't the goal? One of my goals too. Uh-huh. And the other, I think, like, keep going, being one good person. Like, sometimes I feel like we try, like, to be mean or, like, do some stuff. Like, I want to be more correct, I feel. Mm. Okay, uh, yeah, I understand. Um, just being, like, uh, more courteous to people, more... Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's, a great, that's a great goal. Um, who, who do you feel is your, like, your number, like, your best training partner um, at, at, at your gym? Man, Victor Silvero. Vic, okay, Victor Silvero. Is that yeah. him? Yeah. I think I've se- I've seen him compete a couple times, I believe. Oh my god, this guy is like insane, man. Like he's my challenge, you know? Yeah. He's yeah. like I think he make me like compete compete because like me and him like go ham and like he's lightweight. Uh-huh. And like you have a power of heavyweight, yeah. this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just there there he's like that guy that you just clash with at the gym. Do you feel are you close friends with him? Yeah. Are, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I always feel like those people that I'm like really close friends with, we just like we go crazy, you know? No, crazy, like we dropping the wall like that. Yes, like. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a friend at the gym that will throw each other, bounce each other off the wall. It turns into MMA matches and all that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's beat me half one day, like I was like crush his face. <laughs> that's awesome do you have uh do you have like a list of uh or or do you have a a series of like dirty moves that you do in the gym to only the like the the people that you know your purple belts and your brown belts that you just want to mess up oh kind of i like i like suffocate them a little bit on their mouth like put the shoulder on their mouth because like homo like do that on us too he make us suffer a little bit mm-hmm. i like yeah and like i don't want to keep suffering for myself you know i want to spread that <laughs> you want to spread the love exactly yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah i have a couple moves i'll like put Which your gear over the mouth. uh so one of my favorites is not really dirty but it's a little trick that uh-huh. i'll do is i'll just put my gi in my mouth <laughs> and then all you all you're thinking about is what's he gonna do with that gi and you're just watching my mouth and meanwhile i'm like comoring you or something uh-huh. completely not to do with my gi um, oh, that's good yeah trick. i'll do i'll do that or um the reverse chicken wing what i was telling you about i won that match with uh-huh that's now like nah, a, tell them too that's a thing now no that everybody knows that's oh. like that's a thing uh is my reverse chicken wing because uh, the other guy makes fun of me for it it's a white belt move you know uh-huh. um that's yeah. Those are probably my two. But favorites. this is the problem of the people. You know, they forgot the basic jujitsu too. You know, like yeah. look like dumb, but like it's so basic that people don't want to train it. But works, man. Yeah, like, you know. Well, in like if I did a kimura trap from side control, and I, I got a kimura, everybody would go crazy. Oh my god, that was awesome! But because it was this way and not this way, uh-huh. you know, like this one's cheap, and everybody's like, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> like whatever, dude. <laughs> like uh-huh. it worked. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I have a couple of, or like the old clap and shoot on them. Nah, yeah. this is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here lately, we've started doing combat jujitsu rounds where we'll slap, open hand strike. Really? Oh, yeah, nice. we'll just call it out in the middle of a round. Combat jujitsu round. And then like, you know, nicely and with consent. <laughs> don't <laughs> do not do that without uh, without asking your partner first. <laughs> Those turn ugly. Who's there, like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but you get a good slap on somebody and the round picks up like that. Like, you know, typically people, when there's punches or anything like that, People will hug, uh-huh. but if I get a good like bitch slap across your face, oh man, that gets people moving. <laughs> people start going nuts. They're like, <sighs> two cats, oh, you know, because um, there's nothing like more disrespectful than a slap to the face like that. Yeah, it's only late. You, you know? can punch me, but like, don't slap me like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it becomes like this big, <laughs> this huge cat fight. So we've introduced that in the gym to get. You can do the can put on. Punch on the ribs, do you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can hit the ribs. Man, Victor Silvera fought one. They come back to Jiu-Jitsu. I saw him like this. Oh, on yeah. On the nose, like, bah, bah, oh. the guy, like, here. That's rough. I would, I kind of want to do one of those. Man, it's good for you. You know, like, I already know punch somewhere. I was like, it's like, Jiu-Jitsu, and the opportunity, we're going to knock it down. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I really, I kind of do want to do one of those. Uh, the only thing that I wish, I wish that you could do elbows. Ah, no, it's too much. Uh, yeah. But because elbows was my my thing, that was my jam. Um, there's nothing like and elbowing somebody in the nose. It's over. It's the most satisfying feeling in the world. If you can feel their face just crush, it's crazy. I'm not a violent person, but like that feels like success. You know, when you're in an MMA fight, like you're like that's exactly what success feels like. Winning feels like crushing somebody's nose with an elbow. <laughs> Because you know that you're on your way to winning then. I'm not a violent person, but that does make me feel good. Um, so do you have any games that you like to play at the whenever you guys coach? Do you do anything like that? No, I have a lot. to have like dodgeball, like tag yeah. war. It's nice. I like tag war, sometimes I jump in too. Yeah. But you have one very nice, like we do the protect the cone. It's nice to put the cone on the corners like that. Oh, and you, the other people have to like get the cone? Yeah, be one protecting, but like you <sighs> just good. have to use jujitsu move, you know, cannot run around and go. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice to American football, but like you tap the people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go like choke, but if you choke someone else, they have to be out. Okay, yeah, that's a good uh, That's a good one. I need to play that one soon. I like that. That's good. I, don't have, I haven't been playing a whole lot of games lately. Um, the most that I'll do is like sometimes I'll have uh, one person on their back one person standing and then another person holding their belt uh-huh. and like the other person has to try and pass while you're like pulling on them and they have to like standing pass oh no one do very close like that two people row here or in the circle uh-huh. i the other two around to say like johnny out philippine i like if the guys are like in the back the other jump on the back and yeah. keep rolling you yeah know? um shark tanks yeah, yeah shark tanks yeah those are fun I, I enjoy those games um so what was the biggest as far as like training in Brazil and training in the United States, did you feel like there was like a big difference or did you get here and you were kind of like... So like for me, I think depends on like, doesn't matter like the country. Mm-hmm. Matters like which guy you go. Yeah. I think this is different, not the country at all. Which school you go like is different. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've noticed like the... I've been to Brazil twice and it's not, I mean, you, you're living in the United States traveling, but, um, the, the places that I had been in Brazil, I'd noticed it's just like it is here. You have blue belts that are really, really, really good. And you have blue belts that are really, really shitty, you know, and like you have black belts that aren't all that great. And you have black belts that are like on the, on this crazy next level that you've never seen before. And people, I think, believe that, when I when you go to Brazil, everybody is just going to be on this whole nother level, you know, or that everything's just going to be completely different. And it's not like yeah, it's not. But like in Brazil, I feel a little bit the our culture for jiu-jitsu a little bit more. There is yeah, there is a culture like, difference. Like ever like neighborhood you find jiu-jitsu. Like here yes. sometimes it's hard to find like good schools. Like in Brazil, I think it's more easy. Yeah, 
And one of the things that I uh, I really liked about when we went to Brazil was like we would, everybody would shake hands as soon as they get on the mats. Yeah, it's and nice, I, like a ballin, like wow. yeah, and like it's an easy way to meet everybody. You're just sitting there warming up, and they have to come by and shake your hand. Like you know, like it's just easier to to make that good environment this this approach is like it's, it's from Gracie Barra is it really yeah okay. Gracie Barra like try like if you notice like the program of the Gracie Barra is like all that they explain everything you that you know mm. how approach the client like because the people come from the gym is our client you know right they want you want him there yeah you're like this is like one good way for like to talk to him like the first impression is the most important mm-hmm How do you, um, so we've talked about, uh, there's a lot of people that have like brought up, um, you know, the, the gyms that require uniform, like Gracie Baja requires uh-huh. a uniform and they do those, these kinds of things. Um, our general opinion has always been, um, some people it works for some people it doesn't. So don't, if you don't like that gym, then don't go there, go to a gym that allows whatever gi you want and allows, you know, whatever. Um, how would your feelings on it? Do you enjoy like the structure? Do you enjoy the uniform, uh, uniformity, uh, how everything's kind of the same? Man, I really like Fabio real life because make more simple and look nice. Yeah. Because you want to go to the gym and like, and feel like look nice, you know, because Another thing, the the geese from the Gracie Bar is from Storm. Yeah, they are. And now, ah, no, storm, no more Storm. They start with Storm, now change for Adidas. Okay, yeah. And so, so then, the geese like really cool. Like the how dress, you know, the hash gore, the mm-hmm. shorts. I really like have the uniform. But but like have to be from one good brand too, you know, yeah. like Adidas on good brand. Storm was one good brand. Right. And uh, I think that it's important... I think that, again, our general basis has been like, if it doesn't work for you, then it don't go there. It doesn't work for you. But um, the, and I think that works for a lot of people. It makes it simple. It makes it, and I, I think, honestly, I have, uh, I have my vision of how uh-huh. my gym is. And like, when we, when I have a whole gym full of everybody wearing my shorts and everybody wearing my rash guards, dude, we look like badasses on the mats. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like. We look freaking cool. And so I can't argue that point at all. Um, and, and it's it makes it easier for people, too, that are trying to get into it. Yes, like be easy and like they understand more. Because one person go to your gym, they doesn't know nothing. He like, look, the geese, what is that? Yeah. Like I noticed that with the nieces of my girlfriend. Like he asked me, what's the belt? What's black belt? I show her the gi and she's like, what is that? What yeah. do you use from that? You know, like the people who want to learn and go to your gym doesn't know nothing. I think this thing like get the patterns like keep it like easy for the head. Like imagine that one person go pink gi. Like one yellow gear, yeah, you know, like yeah. horrible. Right. And it, it gives, uh, a, you know, everybody is always, where do I get a gear from? Or like, you know, is this a good gear brand? That kind of stuff. That makes it simple for them to just buy. I get this and, th- and then we're done. Um, and yeah, I, I think that I there are certain aspects that I really, really, really think that um, are, are good for to nail down like that um and from what i understand like i've been to two gyms in brazil i've been to the novo and gym in rio and then i went to a gracie baja gym in maceau and at the gracie baja gym in maceau we shook hands with everybody and i felt like we were friends like I was friends with everybody on the mats as soon as we got there. And uh, that family atmosphere is just like so, so inviting. I really I really think that's uh, important for people to understand too. Oh, it's nice because I came from Novi Neon too. Yeah. My gym was like Hobson, like when I started to do it, uh, my gym was like Hobson Mora Novo Neon. Hobson Mora has a really big influence in this area of uh-huh. jiu-jitsu um, because my, my head instructor, Danny Drink, Mm-hmm. He was a uh, Hobsamora. Well, he he was he's under um, he's under Tony Emmanuel, who is now Gracie Baja. He was Novo Niel under Andre Pedneres, um, and so we uh, we ended up like kind of switching around and everything. But anyways, Hobson uh, was like kind of our liaison for Novo Niel for a long time. Like he was our middle person, and so Hobson would come in to this area and do seminars. And uh, you can't find, like, 
a high ranking, like a black belt in their area that probably that hasn't trained with Hobson in this area. So it's yeah, like, that's it's true. interesting. He's, like, he's very famous in, in like, even in my city more because like he taught there, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And he like, he gave the black belt for my professor too. Okay. Yeah. So um, can you pronounce your... your Andre, uh, his name is a little hard. Andrea yeah. Shudubira. Shudubira? Yeah. Okay. Um, Andrea Shudubira. Yeah. There perfect. we go. Okay. <laughs> so he's a Hobson black belt. And yeah. uh, if you guys don't know who Hobson Moore is, look him up. He's like a little spider monkey. Yeah. He's like nuts. spider guard a lot. Yeah. And, and like the, the gancho sweeps. Yeah, yeah. The butterfly. Right. Um, he's He was like that first, uh, I don't, he was the first person that I saw that was like, uh, like, you know, like Jeff Glover is just like all over the place. Like he was the first, I was like, oh my gosh, people can move like that. I remember seeing him though. Yeah, because he's really small. He is. And he's flexible. He can move like nobody's, I, I don't understand it. Like the first, I did a seminar with him and he did a move and... I was like, dude, there's no way. I will never move like that. And I still can't move like that, but I'm a black belt. At the time, I was like, I'll never be a black belt. <laughs> well, the same as me. He thought to a seminar there. Like, I say, man, how am I going to do that? I'm so big. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's very disheartening when you see those little people like Bruno Malfacini. That's the kind of jujitsu that I want. You know, but I'm too long and yeah, all like over the place. Me. I want to cartwheel and do backflips on people. <laughs> and uh, I can't because I'm too long and too big. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. That That's a, that's a funny circle that you came from originally Hobson Mora and Ovignal. And this whole area is originally Hobson, Hobson Mora. Um, or a lot of it is anyways. Um, do you have any, do you have anybody to watch out for this year? Like any, if you, are you watching anybody in jujitsu? That's like, that's going to be the next big thing. Or that guy. Hmm. I want to be this guy. Yeah. Felipe <laughs> Trova is the next big guy. <laughs> that's for sure. But like one guy like surprised me a lot was kind of like, he won everything. This guy is the one guy who like, I know he is still like won everything. I think this guy, and maybe like Roberto Jimenez, you know now. Oh yeah, Roberto. Um, he's gonna do one fight with Kino Cornelius in February, I think. Okay, yeah, that'll be a good. That'll be an interesting fight. Who you think he'll win? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, Robert Jimenez. No. Yeah, I think so. Why? Think? Because of what we were talking about earlier. Because Keenan's opened up the new gym, and I think he's gonna be he's gonna be focused on that. Um, uh, yeah, I think he'll lose. Did you see? Uh, <laughs> let's see, who was it? Somebody beat Robert. Um, I know uh, a Feijiao guy. What was that guy's name? Ooh. He just moved over to um, to another team. Izaki Bahin's team. What is that guy? Alexander Muniz. Yeah. He beat Robert uh, Jimenez last year, I think. Um, I don't know. I think I think, who I think, think Robert. Who do you think you're gonna be like you can look and gonna be the next one? The next the next big thing? Mm, Felipe Trovo is number one yeah. on the list for sure. Uh, <laughs> um honestly I don't have anybody right now. I've seen a couple of purple and brown belts, but I've already forgotten their names. Um there was a purple belt here recently that they said is like the next Ted a day. You know who I'm talking about? It was on flow grappling and stuff. They did like a highlight of him. They said he was the next hit today. Who's your favorite grappler? Who's your favorite jiu-jitsu fighter? My favorite one is Margarida. Who? Fernando Margarida. Oh, the, is he the inventor of the Margarita Pass with the, the bottom lapel and arm? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, okay. It's like a knee slice with the bottom. You know how normally you get the top lapel? Uh-huh. His was up with the bottom lapel and the sleeve. No, I don't know. I, I, I like him because like he play a lot collar guard. Okay. And like I think my main goal is like the collar and like he play a lot with the pants too. Like he tries to sit up. I like his moves. Like the chokes too. He's really good on chokes. Yeah. And like knees lies. I need to watch more. What's his first name? Fernando. Fernando. Uh, Margarida. Margarida. He's, he's like one flower in Brazil. Yeah. Know? Um, he's really tough. Like he's my yeah, like a lot home for sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> you have to say that. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's true. Like I really like his game. Like for one day one reasons, like I move, I choose him because like man, I I love his game. Like triangle, yeah. like it's like 
look like my body for this guy choose that's true the spider guard game that he has i feel like would fit you perfect yeah, yeah. yeah like the cross chokes i like the cross choke i like choke <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like he does that margarita does that a lot another thing i like a lot and i i inspiration my arm drags like marcelo garcia, marcelo garcia oh my god best. man yeah. this guy like if you ask my roommate like i put every morning like his like highlight if i go <laughs> yeah, yeah because me he's so little he moves so fast and his arm drags like perfect time you um, know yeah Uh, my favorite is Fernando Terere. Uh, oh, who, nice. Who beat uh, Marcelo. <laughs> but Marcelo is, I, I say this all the time, I feel like everybody... But he's more big than Marcelo, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and better. It's okay. But no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, If it weren't for the drugs. But um, we... Everybody, I feel like, went through a Marcelo Garcia phase. Like, at Blue Belt, I got obsessed with Marcelo Garcia. I have, like all of his books, all of his DVDs. Like I memorized everything on the website. Like my whole game is based on Marcelo Garcia, like butterfly and X card. So, um, did yeah, you... I don't like his guard like too much. It's not good for my game. I like okay. more the arm drags, his guillotine. Drag. Yeah. Oh my God. Too. I'm not, I'm not too good with his Marcelo, his Marcelo team. I can't get that, like that high elbow, whatever it is. I can't do that. Um, but he's, uh, I feel like every, Everybody that stays in jiu-jitsu for long enough has gone through a Marcelo Garcia phase somehow where they just like get obsessed with him and uh, in his game and it becomes a part of... He's probably influenced more jiu-jitsu than anybody that I can think of. I mean, obviously the Gracies and stuff like that, but as far as like people's yeah, Kron, games... Yeah, Kron Grace a lot. I like his like name Kron a lot. A lot I, I, like, I, I watch him a lot too. He's, yeah, he is really great. Um Cool. You got anything you want to shout out? You got anything coming up that you that you're doing or any projects, any sponsors or uh, nothing like my projects for next year. Like I want one day open one gym too. Like yeah. I'm still like thinking, but not now, very in the future. Like this is my project, I think yeah. for the future, like main goal. Don't do it in Conway. <laughs> no no i have to see like i like where i'm gonna open like everything because like i don't have this wish i'm like i'm being like if i open one gym my main like reason is gonna be for the kids i really like teach the kids i yeah. think they i do too honestly i think the kids classes are like they're fun they listen but i think they listen better than the adults Another thing you see, like, you say, like, oh, my God, I taught him the first arm bar. You know, yeah. like, it's, like, it's grateful to see that. It and is like, cool. See, like, they learn a lot of things. And, like, I think my main goal is that, like, from the kids, you know, I think they, and, like, if you raise the kids good, they're going to become good guys, you know, like, it's mm -hmm. from you, you know, I wanted that. Yeah. The people, like, spread my name, say, like, oh, flip through of this nice guy, you know, he does that. I want to, like, keep, like my image like very good for this guy I, i like focus on the kids because i think they show you that right absolutely um yeah i think that the the kids classes and and the kids classes honestly should pay your rent you know what i mean like you should be making money off of kids classes if you don't have kids classes you need to start them because it's <laughs> the, the parents make the kids go to class <laughs> where the adults like if it rains they're like oh, i'm not going to class <laughs> and the kids like If it rains, the parents are like, get out the door. You're going to class. Come on. <laughs> so those ones are like your solid, your solid money makers right there. No, um, the kids class, I, I really enjoy watching the change in them. No, if you them, see like, all, go to, young, the, you have to up. see like the people have to see how always trained there. We have like three classes, like the first, I think four and two, six, mm -hmm. five and two, six. I order eight and two, 12 and other, and after that, 15 teenagers. And, like, if you still have a lot of students, I think, like, it's beautiful to see them training. Yeah. Go watch one day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The kids, honestly, one of my favorite takedowns that I uh, that I do, I learned from watching kids do it. Like, <laughs> I saw some other kids that were drilling it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. And so then I just started drilling it. Um, yeah, like, I've always believed you can learn something from absolutely everybody um white belts blue belts uh maybe not blue belts because they're not people but <laughs> no. um the no. kids like the kids you learn a lot watching the kids move and stuff um 
cool. So I appreciate you coming on to the podcast to give you your two cents. And so we can uh, make everybody make sure they're watching out for you. And thank you for uh, doing the seminar, doing everything. Um, it's been really good. I hope somebody becomes a fan uh, through this and through what we're doing. Oh, thank you guys. I appreciate it. I try like spread like kind of my life a little bit for you guys. Yeah. For like you see, it's fun to jiu jitsu and like the community of jiu jitsu is still growing a lot. We're gonna get one point like it's gonna be like famous as like surf as like any other thing, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And I think that people um, hear the bad stories about like, oh, I went into this gym and this happened, or um, you know, or something happened to somebody, and they forget that the majority of the gyms are, are people like us that are welcoming, open um, to everybody, and just want to spread uh spread jujitsu and spread is <laughs> kind of sounds religious but like spread what we're doing and like just want more people to do what we're doing and have fun uh the more training partners i have the better i can get so <laughs> yeah that's yeah, true yeah so um awesome i appreciate it thank you for coming on and uh we'll wrap it up so that's episode 19 make sure you check us out on youtube instagram uh patreon and that's all i can think of right now so appreciate it and we'll see you next time What's <laughs> <laughs>